Hi, and welcome to Practical Reliability. I'm George Williams. And I'm Joe Anderson. Joe, today we've got, um, I, I'm not even quite sure how to explain our guest today. <laughs> He's a maintenance and reliability background guy. He's a community outreach guy. He's a government um, influencer. He's just everywhere and everything and I, you know, I guess the best way to describe our guest would be the maker's maker. Welcome, right. Mr. Joel Leonard. Hey there. How are you, sir? I am great. This is a great break for me to hang out with some good old maintenance and reliability experts. So, <laughs> where are they? Where are they at? Where are they at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they joining too? <laughs> uh, just you guys. I'm so good that we got guys like you out there pushing the. Uh, uh, beating the drums to get more people aware as to what's out there and what's being done and what we can do to improve it. Awesome. Well, so so Joel's got a longstanding background in, in everything maintenance and reliability. Um, he's a writer for pretty much everything under Putnam Media and and also the founder of SkillTV.net. And in addition to that, he's now got a website, MakersboroughUSA.com. And just Makesboro, not Makersboro. Makesboro. Sorry, 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 you're absolutely correct. So that's Makesboro, USA.com, M A K E S B O R O, correct? Yes. All right. And it travels the world, uh, travels all over the United States with um, a special tool that we'll let him introduce um, and, and goes to makerspaces, supports the, the building of new makerspaces. Why don't you tell us what the heck all that means? Well, a makerspace is another word for a community workshop. Uh, most people can't afford the space, much less the equipment, and and even the, the training and the expertise and the community. So these things have evolved, and there's over 3,000 of them across the country, and they have their own challenges. And since I set some up and have some experience and and community outreach, I was asked by the White House back in 2016 to, or 2015 to go around and, and coach these groups. And with COVID, I've had to pivot. Uh, but now I do a kind of a unique flavor. I have my own mobile maker space. I have a 17-foot trailer that's about 5,000 pounds that I pull behind a Ram uh, 1500 truck. And uh, we, uh, through that, I'm uh, uh, working with schools and communities and rural and underserved groups and teaching them uh, about all the various jobs and opportunities that are out there that they would never hear about in school. That's really cool. I Like, th there's so many opportunities in, in that arena, you know, from from folks that in our area of the world in terms of maintenance and reliability, but also engineering, manufacturing and all kinds of things in art. And I mean, that's pretty much uh, just a, a wide range of hands on skill development that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And with Zoom, everybody's nobody's getting hands on. So I literally because of uh, the quarantine, I had to I couldn't get out. My wife's got cancer. And so she's 
she's extra nervous about me bringing something home. So the only place I was allowed to go is to sit on the porch of a coffee shop. And I saw this uh, farmer's market, and I was like, you know what? That's what all we need to do is just pull underneath there and have pull out all the equipment out of a trailer and have kids uh, work underneath the, the shelter, and boom. Uh, they can get some hands-on, we can sanitize, we can do some social distancing, and they can still get the mentorship that they need in order to uh, pursue the education that they need to get going and get the exposure to some of the manufacturers that are out there. So uh, three months, that was back in December of last year. Three months later, a friend of mine shows up with uh, uh, $60,000 worth of equipment and a trailer, and then I got a truck, and now I'm going all over the Carolinas and and uh, and and uh, parks where again these are underserved communities that never seen a CNC, doesn't even know what it is, doesn't know what a laser engraver is, may have heard about a 3D printer, but they don't know how to use it. So we're now doing that, and then also teaching them how to make their own laptop desk. And now my new project, and you're going to love this, I'm going to be teaching element all the way from K through 12 and beyond how to make their own uh, multi-purpose playgrounds. Kids are going to make their own putt-putt course. They're going to make their own remote control racetracks. They're going to also make their own drone races. And what's cool about remote control and drones is that's teaching them a lot of the high-tech skills and automation that's needed in manufacturing. They're going to get a hands-on experience building that. And so this is going to enable them to have that uh, uh, knowledge and, and confidence that they could pursue other things in, in maintenance and engineering down the road. Yeah, that's phenomenal. <laughs> That's so awesome. And the the great thing is, is playing with those technologies is also fun for them. And so... Yeah, the, the payoff of all the work that they're going to do to help smooth out the course, uh, build the uh, uh, build all the barriers and do all the things that we're going to have to have done is they're going to have a playground. They're going to get to goof off and play. And we're also going to add some unique tricks to it in the putt-putt course. Uh, we're going to have some artificial grass donated by Lowe's Hardware, and we're going to get some neodymium magnets and put underneath, and we're going to, Lowe's is going to get me some iron-based paint, and we're going to dip the golf balls in the paint, <laughs> and then later on, the uh, we're going to have some competitions where we're going to bring in some government leaders, the county commissioners, the city council, and they're going to have to compete with the kids. And the kids will get the regular golf balls, and the adults will get all the magnetized balls. Uh, and so we're going to humble the adults in the competition. Yeah, that is so, well, well, make sure none of them listen. Well, nobody listens to this podcast anyway. No, it's not going to be let out. You're okay. <laughs> Yeah. But the cool cool. thing about that is, you know, we, we deal with these flat earthers. We deal with people that if they don't see it, they don't believe it. Well, you know, the, they will see the impact of magnetic waves even though they can't see the waves. 
So it'll lead into scientific discussions uh, about what you can't see, but you can prove that's there. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. You know, and you're serving, you know, what you're doing is multifaceted, right? I mean, you're going into to areas you say that, the, you know, that certainly need the opportunity, right? Or otherwise they wouldn't be getting that opportunity. So they're underserviced areas and communities and you're trying to get them through or at least engaged in what exists out there, not just in STEM, but, but you know, heavily focused in the STEM areas. And that's an area that right now is suffering greatly in industry, you know, and, and the more we can work with younger kids and get them excited about that, the higher the chance is that they're going to want a career in that area later. Yeah, and I hate to, to announce this, but it, I've had to pivot by really the ideal group that I would love to work with is the 15 to 18-year-olds, but I'm learned the hard way. They're not the ones. They're already locked in, and they're going to have to either succeed or fail on whatever pathway that they've already chosen, and I'm just not going to be able to get through to the future MBA and uh, uh, YouTube stars that because they're already locked in and doing that. Uh, but I'm working with the K and I've learned the hard way that I'm not working with ages. I'm working with attitudes. Oh, that's right. And and the other thing that I think is a little overlooked here is the soft skills that they learn through this. You know, and oh, I'm gonna work them. Work. They're gonna be working, and they're gonna learn teamwork. They're gonna learn to get off their phone, they're going to learn to show up on time, or they don't play. The cool thing about it is they got a, a, the payoff is playing. And if they disobey me or go do something screwy, they're, going to, they're not going to be able to participate. And they're going to hate it. <laughs> well, they, they need that accountability too because it's almost non-existent in this society. Um, which means you're raising up a, a future generation of great skilled trades, which there's going to be a humongous gap, um, I think, you know, within <laughs> between the millennial generation and, and Gen Z and that type of thing. Um, Absolutely. And so what's cool is a lot of the Gen Zers are seeing that the millennials are a bunch of crybabies and they're wanting to right. uh, be the opposite of it. Yep. So I'm learning... Uh, that uh, there's a really a generation that you can work with. And, uh, and, and again, there's some great folks. They're just happen to be young, but they're coachable. The ones who think they know everything, I ain't got time to deal with them. Uh, so um, you can't teach somebody that already knows everything. So, but the ones who want to learn and want to grow, heck, I'm going to do everything I can to get them ready and get them prepared and get them by some higher paying jobs because we need them. That's going to be awesome. And you also don't have to go to college to do that. So you're not $200,000 in debt. Absolutely. Trade school and be making a lot more. And I've got area apprenticeship groups already reaching out to me. I'm already sending them folks. Uh, we're, we're feeding the pipeline already. When I do encounter folks, I send them on to the community colleges and to the apprenticeships and also getting them in the opportunities. The city where I live, I live in Asheboro, North Carolina, and I've got unbelievable support from my city manager. 
and I get three admittance to hang out in our city park, and they've got an outlet there, and I just plug in, and there's people that walk by, and I've already helped uh, get some homeless people jobs. Uh, I've gotten people that are goofing off on their skateboard. I've gotten them in tune to opportunities. It's been a lot of fun uh, uh, just kind of uh, doing community outreach and getting people outside the regular programs that I'm setting up. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I mean, you're doing a great job, and it it needs to be mimicked a lot more. We need to duplicate you, you know, a million times over. Well, one of the cool things we're working on is we're trying to reach out to the National Science Foundation. We're going to be setting up uh, in the World Bank and other groups. The guy that got me my uh, trailer can easily set these up in other places. So we're going to try to set up a master proposal and have a major funding group or uh, groups of funders to pay for this and then send it out to maker spaces so I can teach them how to get to the underserved markets in their communities and help grow their reach. So I'm working with the Nation of Makers, and we're going to try to set that up. I think we need at least 20. I mean, heck, we could set up 100 of these all over the country and still not make a dent. But we need to get... uh, uh, the funding to pay for this because the maker spaces don't have the funding because they've been kind of shut down for a year. Uh, but uh, but they have the capacity as far as the the knowledge to do it. It's just a matter of getting them the equipment. So I'm in the process of trying to help roll that out too. And uh, but uh, really, what I think your audience needs to hear about is how they can leverage uh, the maker movement. And again, there's a grassroots movement underway to build the pipeline of skilled technicians that a lot of people know that we need. And a lot of the sad part is the maintenance and reliability communities don't even know these things are underway. And we need to get them engaged and involved because that's where they're going to find the tinkerers, the people who are uh, adept to electrical and electronics who have been playing with it, and there's been all kinds of offerings, all kinds of of celebrations, maker fairs, all over the country have been going on, and most maintenance and reliability managers don't even know these things exist. And so we need to get them to Google uh, maker spaces near me and go out and visit them and uh, try to see if they can sponsor them a little bit. If you know it costs a thousand bucks to place an ad in the one ads, and you're going to get swamped with unqualified candidates, whereas if you put just five hundred bucks in a maker space, they would absolutely go out of their way to help you find the qualified candidates that you're looking for. Yep, which is a great point. So again, all they got to do is do Google uh, maker space near me. And if they want to reach out to me, I'm again, I'm at makesboroughusa.com. I'm Joel Leonard, uh, 336-338-1011. I'll coach them and even introduce them to, to who, wherever they're at, where places that could help them. Because these are all over the place. They're getting into the universities. They're getting into community colleges. But the ones I really like are the community maker spaces, which are grassroots and they're open to the general public, 
And uh, they're doing some really phenomenal things that, that again, most people don't even know exist. Well, and they're, they need help. I remember my, my son, when he was in like middle school, there's a couple of local companies, one of them, you know, I don't want to name them out, right? But, but they had a program of bringing the middle school kids in throughout the summer and they would teach them how to, how to, you know, make things with their products, you know what I mean? And, and they were, they were an outreach program in that respect. And then you see companies that donate money to mechatronics labs and, 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 uh, you know, hope to, in a hope that they would get first pickings at kids that graduate out of there. What you're doing is a level even earlier than that, right? I mean, you're, you're right in their backyard, right? Open in the community, not something people have to necessarily pay to be a part of or, or anything like that. Um, how can, how can, you know, if you're a, a company, a bigger company, and you want to kind of get involved in this, who, who should they be reaching out to? Same, same thing, Google that? Well, again, they can call me, and I can kind of work with them and, and coach them. Uh, my number, again, is 336-338-1011. Uh, I, I, again, if they do Google near uh, maker spaces near me, uh, they'll get a list of uh, places that are out there. Now, that list may be old. And again, because of COVID, there's been a lot of spaces that had to shut down. Uh, but uh, I can get them connected uh, and, again, give them some ideas that they wouldn't normally know uh, think about. Uh, and again, it, it wouldn't take a lot of money to really get a whole bunch of folks on your team to help you. Uh, you also can find people that you may not necessarily want to put on your payroll, but you could contract out people that know how to use 3D printers, lasers, CNCs, and other things to uh, do some of the projects. I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's a new modality for predictive maintenance where you can literally use a, um, a 3D scanner and scan the part and then do a comparative analysis of the worn part to the, uh, to the original drawings. And you can be able to see where that actual part is being worn down and you can do some, some studies and research on what the problem is. And a 3D scanner, uh, these things are sixty, eighty thousand dollars and more. Well, you can get a maker space that probably already has one, and they can help you uh, do some of that. Or you can get them one, and they can support your whole community. Yeah, that, that's pretty amazing. And <laughs> I think you know, for Joe and I, you know, we always we. We, we missed you on your pass through New York right before all that COVID stuff happened because um, we were traveling at the time. But um, I, I think it's something that we definitely are passionate about and want to get more involved in. So we, we need to make that happen and, and not pretend like we don't want it to happen. It, it, this is really, really important. It's important not only because of what it does for the, the kids, but, you know, selfishly, it's important to the businesses that need to fill roles. Absolutely. And there's actually, uh, a, I forgot the date, but uh, in November, uh, Rochester is going to put together another Maker Fair, and they're one of the best in the country. Uh, I'm actually going to be going down to Orlando November 13th and 14th. If I'm not mistaken, the Rochester's the 22nd of November. 
So anyway, they're trying to, to reopen the maker fairs. And again, a maker fair is basically a like a country fair or a county fair and a science fair mixed together, where you show off various technologies and, and really crazy stuff uh, is being out there just to stimulate uh, kids. Uh, what's cool is my message when I'm working with kids now is not go get a job and go get this income. Uh, I'm saying, hey, you want to make something cool? You want to do something that's fascinating? Hey, you want to do something that's really neat that most people your age don't know how to do? Come hang out with me. We'll melt some, we'll melt some metal. I got a 2,000-degree crock pot that's a metal <laughs> furnace. And I'll teach you how to make your own jewelry. That's awesome. That's so but, cool. So that's how I'm hooking them in is I'm showing them that they can make stuff that they, again, most people with their age would never have access to. And, you know, naturally I'm taking the risk. I'm going to have to, melt. when I melt that metal, I got to make sure there's a perimeter that they don't cross. And I also got to measure the temperature so when I do give it to them, it's cooled down enough that they can polish it and shine it and do what they want with it. But they get to see me turn uh, copper into molten metal. I mean, that gets me excited at my age. I, I can't imagine a teenager seeing molten metal being made. You know that should get them woke up. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. I mean, like, it, you know, the 3D printer, what you're talking about with the metal, with, um, you, know, you know, the metals, building your own, going to a community and having the kids build their own, you know, um, playgrounds and park equipment. I mean, that's just, it's mind blowing, the, the work that you're doing. It's really, really commendable. Well, thank you. By the way, the uh, remote control uh, racetrack will be in the shape. It'll be two octagons. So I'm teaching them angles. An octagon is 45 degrees. And so I'm going to have them do the math. I had to do this in my head. And it took me a second to figure this out. I was like, well, if the uh, vertical piece is 10 feet and uh, is 45 degrees and that's 10 feet, what's the total distance from one side of the octagon to the other? Well, it's half of 90, 90 degrees, so it would be uh, half of the, the, the distance, so it's actually 20 feet. Taught me a little math. In my, I had to use some math in my head to do that. But anyway, we're going to put two octagons together and going to remove the center rail. And so this gonna be the, the races are going to be in the shape of a figure eight, and that's going to add the drama. You gotta have drama if you got ADDH kids running around. Uh, um, you gotta have things that capture their attention. Well, they gotta manage the intersection of people coming through that same pathway to go to that other octagon, and they gotta cross through to get to their side. They're gonna have to really pay attention not to wreck it, and if they wreck it, they get disqualified and they get pulled off the track. Very cool. <laughs> I just want to watch the crashes now. See, <laughs> yeah, we're buying. Uh, we're gonna be buying these things from Amazon for like twenty bucks. So, um, anybody wants to sponsor me, I'm having to come up with the, <laughs> these things myself. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're gonna buy a bunch of mini drones that are like twenty bucks too. And, but the main thing is just getting them out there and playing. 
And that gets, you know, they, they've done studies that you learn more by playing than you do by uh, just sitting in a normal environment. Because yeah. you, you're excited. Your, your, your energies are, uh, are up. And, and so you're going to remember that experience more so than just reading a book. Joel, if, there, if there's folks out there that do want to help you and donate, is there a cash app or a PayPal or some way that they can just send you some money? Yeah, I've got a, a, a GoFundMe set up uh, for my cars, <laughs> and that goes straight to my account. And my cash app, I can't remember my code. I'm still getting used to this um, whole thing. I'm not I'm not in the digital currency yet, and that's a shame to have to admit that. But, uh, um, but yeah, uh, let me see. I can't remember. How do you find out where your code is? Oh, yeah, my... My code is dollar sign uh, Makesboro for Cash App. Awesome. That's so cool. So, so yeah, yeah, anybody wants to help, again, just call me and give me some ideas. And if anybody wants to send me equipment or other things, I'm getting loads to donate all kinds of stuff. Klausner Furniture is going to get me a bunch of wood. Oh, we also are going to teach the kids in the inner city school that I'm going to be setting this up, I can't leave this stuff outside because you don't know what's going to happen at 2 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to have the kids learn how to take it apart and then put it back together, but they also are going to build a storage shed. And we're going to have a storage shed locked up, but the kids will learn how to... Uh, they're going to have so many much experience with the ratchet sets that they're going to get some good hand tools experience too. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you've got this well thought out. I mean, it's pretty obvious that you've been doing this for a while. And well, I've been thinking about it because I'm in the purgatory phase of the project right now. I'm getting all the approvals through the county school systems, and, and they've been busy getting school running. So uh, I've had to wait longer than I wanted to. So I wake up in the middle of the night with <laughs> with an additional idea and it's really allowed me to flesh this out in detail but uh but yeah this is outstanding project because again i know there's so many lessons that we're going to teach them as we're teaching them how to do this and uh, we're going to be able to reinforce what they're learning in the classroom but the, the cool thing is this is just an example other other groups around the country if you want help and setting up and getting connected, again, there are thousands of kids that could be groomed to be working in your factory. Do you want them to go to the NBA, which they're not going to get in? Do you want them to go to the NFL, which they're not going to get in? We wonder why all these kids are pursuing all those opportunities because they've been groomed to do that by pursuing all these peewee leagues and all these other things and sports. And we haven't uh, stepped up to create our own offerings to, to get them ready for our jobs. So we wonder why we're getting, uh, uh, we're kind of plan B or even not, not even considered because they don't even hear about what we do. Well, we're, we're hoping that, you know, this podcast helps get the word out for you, Joel. Um, again, if you want to help Joel, you can reach him. What was that phone number one more time? 336-338-1011. Again, he can help you too. I'm more than happy to, anybody that calls me, 
I'll give you free consultation to give you get you connected to the homemaker movement. That's this awesome. is our future. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So Joe, Joe and I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. Um, we're definitely going to contact you to get more involved. Maybe we can make that Rochester one. I certainly hope we can. Um, and quite honestly, I think we want to we want to help support you in other ways. And so we'll yep. talk about how to do that and make that happen. Yep. Well, that's awesome. I really applaud you for continuing doing what you're doing. And because, uh, again, it is difficult. I mean, it's can you have you seen the, the meme that's going out out there that uh, it's so funny They they have this meme out there that says, Long haired freaky people can now apply and get hired. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's that bad out there that the people, companies can't find unskilled workers, much less skilled workers. Yeah, no uh, kidding. So it's incredible that we've got to change that and we got to wake people up. And, and I've had, I've been going out in my community and telling people we got. Energizer Battery has two plants here, and they've been really lobbied hard to move to China and other places. And they're in their peak season right now. All those batteries, not included toys that everybody buys every year. Well, those millions of batteries are produced at this time of year, but they need over a hundred workers. And there's just a. I go out and tell people, and they say, "Well, that's a shame." And I'm like, it's more than a shame because if they move on, because they will have options, uh, we're going to lose that tax base. Our charities are going to lose those donations. And we're going to also have a huge amount of people that are out in the, in the job market that uh, that depend on that place. Yep. So it, it's we got to step up. We can't just say, hey, i got a job uh, and I'm okay, so I'm not worried about it. No, we got to worry about it because your taxes are going to go up if they've got to replace that to income. Yep. Well, that's not the only thing, but it, it requires you to think through the process a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> what the consequences are, you know. But hey, we, we enjoyed your time, Joel. Thank you for sharing all this with us, man. We really do appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Thanks again. Let me know if there's anything else you need from me, and uh, keep it up. Yeah. Uh, you Thank too. you very much, Joel. Let's make her happen. <laughs> you take care, man. You too. All right. For Joe Anderson, I'm George Williams. Go donate to your local makerspace today. Thank you.